Metroid Dread is finally here. You've heard me talk about it for so long, it feels absolutely surreal to say. Whether this is your first ever Metroid game, or you're a veteran of the series over the last 35 years, the Omega Metroid Podcast is the place for you. Hosted by myself, Andy Spiteri, and Code Alaski, Omega Metroid offers definitive rankings, theories and speculations, analysis of games inspired by Metroid, detailed area discussion, and so much more. We invite all Metroid fans, new and old, to take your love of Metroid to the next level with the Omega Metroid Podcast, the best and only weekly Metroid podcast on the internet. The Omega Metroid Podcast releases every Tuesday and is available wherever you get your podcasts. We hope to see you there. See you next mission. Hello everyone and welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined by Allison Aletha. Al, how you doing? I am doing peachy keen, just as normal. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I've got the same perfectly blended double-double as I had last <laughs> week, Al. Wow, that's you amazing. Know, we told a joke on this show. We told a joke once. It was like, how do you guarantee that there is going to be breaking Zelda news in, in this world? And that is, you guarantee it by pre-recording an episode <laughs> a week early. So we're doing you all a favor, because as as this earth is blue, I'm sure that there will be some Zelda news that comes out that makes this completely irrelevant. But by the time that all of you fine listeners are listening to this, I will be in Montreal, Quebec, and uh, d- taking a few days off, doing uh, doing a little vacationing, seeing a buddy of mine. So Very nice. Uh, I... I'm actually, I'm not here right now. I'm across the world, in fact. All the way across it. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I guess the world is, awesome. is a little bit of a stretch, eh? You guys, you deserve a vacation. So I hope that, you know, when I talk to you next, this is so weird trying to talk like we're in the future. When I talk to you next, that you've had a good time. Yes. Yeah, this is weird. Let's just not even pretend. Let's not even, <laughs> let's not even try and keep up this facade. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, uh, so Al, right before we started recording, we, we, we took a sidebar, you and I, and we were talking about Pokemon Go. Yep. And uh, I, I'm wondering, how many of our listeners out there still play Pokemon Go? Because I actually, I got back into it about, uh, I don't know, like 10, 10 months ago or something like that. Uh, probably like around Christmas time last year. And um, it's like, man, it is a completely like, different game than it was back in the summer of 2016. One of the greatest summers of all time, by the mm-hmm. way. Yeah, that was a good time. Um, I mean, I I wasn't one of those people that got super into it right at first, and I've kind of hopped in and out, but it's kept my attention this time. Like, I got back into it, I would say, about a month ago, and it's kept my attention this whole time. So, I mean, I really like it. Like, man, back in 2016, like, the... I was so into it. All my friends were into it. We were out until like 3 a.m. doing Pokemon Go stuff. Uh, oh my god! Like downtown, it was so fun. And there was like a thousand people. I remember. I remember being at like the. the we have this outdoor park in Calgary, and it's like, uh, it's called Princess Island. And somebody from like 200 yards away just showed up. All you can hear is like a faint Dragonite, and then like. <laughs> the quiet and then slowly the rumble and i look over there's a thousand people running top speed oh over God. toward this dragonite it was dude it was like simba looking at all the gazelles flocking towards him i was like <laughs> oh my god i gotta move so i was like running towards like to get to the dragonite myself 
such a good time. But yeah, you play it now and it's like, dude, there's there's boss battles, there's Team mm-hmm. Rocket, you can yeah. trade, there there's different ways to evolve your your dudes. I mean, like almost every generation of Pokemon is in there. I think the only one that's missing is um What's say seven and eight, maybe? Seven, yeah. What who was seven again? What what gen was that? Was that That was Sun and Moon. Was that Sun and Moon? Okay. Yeah. It was Sun and Moon because it had Lunara or whatever its name is and Solgaleo, whatever Sol-Leo that. Heck. or whatever? Yeah. And I don't. I feel like I haven't been seeing much of those Pokemon, but I think I've been seeing up to six. And, I mean, I haven't checked to see what gen it has, but I feel like I've been seeing up to gen six. So I think there's up to gen six, but you can also get some of the gen eight Pokemon too, which is kind of neat. Oh, okay. You know, like those cool. variant Pokemon, the Galar Pokemon, as they were called. So... Yeah, kind of cool. Um, if any of you guys still play, hit us up. Allison and I just added each other as friends. We just found out that we still play. So, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, we're, we're always looking for people to um, to burn gifts with. Because I feel like, God, you go to a Pokestop, you get like 16 gifts. You're just like, what am I supposed to do with these things? Yeah, what exactly. I wish I could just open them myself. But um, yeah, let's add each other as friends. Uh, any listeners that still play and we could send each other gifts. That'd be great. You know what Pokemon Go needs to do? Last thing I'm going to say before we move on. They need to give you the ability to throw away eggs. Dude, I don't need another 5k egg that's going to give me a Magmar, okay? I, I want a 10k egg, and I don't want to incubate it, so just let me throw it away. Yeah, I didn't know that you couldn't throw them away, but... And like I said, I wasn't super into this game before, so I don't have a lot. So I'm okay with keeping the eggs and trying to... uh hatch them my only problem is that i have a pretty sedentary job so like i don't i don't like or a stationary right. job like i don't walk around that much and when i do it's not enough to hatch the eggs so <laughs> yeah i i agree i i'm at a desk as well man when pokemon go first came out i was at a job where like i i basically built stores like i built like a hardware store so i i was walking all the time but then you didn't have like the sync thing where like you you had to have the app open in order for it to like track your yeah yeah so you didn't just like sync it up and i was like man i would have made an absolute killing on these eggs if i thought for sure yesterday when i was walking around costco that i would hatch a few because costco's huge if you if you shop at costco you know but i didn't hatch any at costco so i was like what the heck this is dumb We, yeah, we've, we've got the biggest and busiest Costco in like Western North America in Calgary. So I try and actively avoid going there. Wow. Cause it is a jungle, but yep. anyways, enough about Costco, enough about Pokemon go. If you're still playing <laughs> at us, we are here today to talk about, uh, the faithful servant of the goddess, also known as the agent of the goddess, also known as the sage of shadow. We are talking about the one and only royal advisor, the Lady Impa. And we are going to be ranking and discussing all of the different iterations of this character over the years. And uh, if you you remember, maybe a couple months ago, we did a show that ranked all of the different versions of the Princess Zelda. And so we wanted to do the same thing with another beloved character... And I think Impa is the perfect character to uh, to accomplish that with because this character has been around like really since the beginning and is and has seen and and has done it all. And in some ways, the the different versions of Impa are so different that it's like you don't get a character that changes this much 
in the series. Like, Zelda changes from game to game, sure, but not as drastically as Impa changes from game to game, for the most part. Right. Yeah, she has a lot of, like, different designs, different looks, different... She just seems so different compared to, you know, the Links and the Zeldas of the series. And so I think that'll make it more fun to um, and interesting to see where we kind of place her from the different games in this ranking. Yeah, so we're going to do this uh, definitive style, I guess. We'll just go in chronological order and we'll maybe just uh, rank them as we go and uh, see what our list looks like by the time that we are all finished. So let's get it started with the very first Impa um, from the very first Legend of Zelda. So not really much of a uh, a presentation for Impa here. In fact, she's just basically called the old woman in the game. And I believe that it is only the instruction manual for the NES game that actually tells you that this character is named Impa. But, uh, you know, she she is what she is in this game. You know, this is a different era of, of games. So it's, you know, she's... She's got the the elderly kind of uh, there. There's a couple different versions of Impa, and uh, one's kind of like the young bodyguard warrior, and then the other one that you typically see is like the old grizzled veteran Impa. So I feel like uh, this was she's pretty basic in this original game. There's not really much to her, but I mean, there's not really much to anyone in that original game. To be fair, so you can't really fault yeah. Impa for it. Her design is okay. I feel like it's just kind of like, you know, yeah, it's all right. It is what it is. So as a starting point, okay. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. It's like you you all have to start somewhere. These characters all started somewhere. And I'm pretty sure when we were talking about Zelda from, you know, The Legend of Zelda, we were saying like kind of similar things. At least she was more present. Um, but there wasn't much to go off of. Like, there wasn't much personality, much content, much lore, much story, much anything. So that's just kind of where we are with Impo with The Legend of Zelda. She's introduced. And the cool thing is that she's remained with the series, you know, throughout the entirety of it. So it's really cool. And, like, out of respect, it's awesome that she's, you know, started here, her humble beginnings, but there really isn't much to say to, about her other than she kind of told Link, hey, you know, Zelda's in trouble, go find the Triforce pieces and be on your way, you know? So I I don't think she's going to make it very high on our list in the end, but she's number one now. <laughs> I will say that the most striking thing about uh, Impa in, actually both in The Legend of Zelda and Adventure of Link is how much she looks like an evil witch and somebody that you should be fighting. Right. right? Like, she looks like a villain. Uh, so it, that that's kind of funny. She has, like, the classic, like, long witch nose or whatever. Just, uh, it, it's it's kind of funny that she just kind of defies expectations and, and instead is, you know, this character that, that helps you. So, yeah, she's number one on our list for now. I mean, you're right. She probably isn't going to stay there for, <laughs> for too terribly long, but... Uh, you know, she's there for right now. Let's go over to um, Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. I'm not sure if this is supposed to be the same Impa or not, actually. Um, I think it is. It's the same Link, so I think it's. I think it would be the same Impa. I, I think so, too. Um, so maybe we can just kind of lump them together and rank them as one here. We'll do, NES Impa is what we'll call them. Okay. So a little bit more of a... Uh, I don't know, a little bit more of a dynamic presence. You 
Impa, you know, if realizes that Link has the mark on his hand, the mark of the hero, the mark of the Triforce, uh, kind of instigates the the hunt for, you know, the crystals that you go, you need to go and find. So kind of fleshing Impa out a little bit here. And she, she mostly just kind of acts as like the, the surrogate to tell the player like what exactly the purpose of this game is and what they need to be doing. So yeah, kind of a, a little bit more of a step in the, you know, in the right direction for Impa. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, with, you know, OG, Zelda and Impa like there isn't much to go off of and that's fine I just think it's really cool that they had this character like you said like just the person that kind of gives you your quest and sends you on your way mm. I, I think it's cool that they've kept this person and like enhanced her given her story given her different designs and all that kind of stuff so this is the humble beginnings not much to say probably will be bottom of the list but this is where they, this is where she got to start you know, and I think that um, one game that I feel like is kind of conspicuous by Impa's absence is A Link to the Past. And uh, it feels to me like the role that Sahasrila has in that game is like the quintessential Impa role that she would you would expect Impa to occupy in other yeah. Legend of Zelda games. But she's not there for some reason. And I wonder if that was because, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe they... I mean, I, at that point, Impa was basically just a bit player in the series, so maybe they just thought, like, oh, let's let's use this other guy instead and replace this old woman with this old man and, and whatever. But I, her her absence was noted, I feel like, in A Link to the Past, especially when you, like, when you play kind of the main, like, story Zelda games, like the main big 3D story Zelda games, Impa is usually there. Um, there are a couple exceptions, but, like, especially the games that kind of deal with like Hyrule Castle and Hyrule is like kind of a, a, a nation, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not in, not in a link to the past, but instead you got Sahasrila. So he's, he's kind of like an honorary Impa almost, if you will. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I kind of get that, but then if you think about, and we'll get to it later. If you think about a link between worlds, you, bo- you have both Sahasrila and Impa in that one. So it's kind of funny, like, Maybe they were kind of going in a direction of just having, you know, an elderly character play this role. But they definitely were like, you know, Impa is going to be important in the future. And they just ran with her a lot better than, you know, just game to game this one elderly character that gives you your quest. Which is so funny, I feel like, that uh, they put Impa in A Link Between Worlds, but left her out of... uh, Like, it just just seems stranger to me, even. It does seem a little strange. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, so... We have we have NES Impa still holding down the top spot. And frankly, I think if we were including Sahasrila in our ranking, I would rank NES Impa over Sahasrila. What about you? Um I mean, I feel like Sahasrila has more of a presence though because you can like speak with him telepathically in the different dungeons and in different points of the game. So yeah, I feel like he, he just kind of sucks though. <laughs> I, it's hard to say. Like they both don't have much of a personality or anything going for them in these games, so it's really hard to say pick one elderly guiding character that, over the other. You know what I mean? Because that's all they are at this point. Right. Well, Impa is about to level up in a massive, massive way in Ocarina of Time. Of course, here 
you are introduced to Impa. Actually, you're introduced to her right away because you you see her riding away with Princess Zelda, making that daring escape from uh, from the castle after Ganondorf has taken over. But like the first time you meet Impa, she's a stone cold badass who is looking at this little kid Link, just being like, "What is this kid doing talking to Princess Zelda? I'm about to rip him in half." So that's really cool. She's very imposing, very intimidating. She she is not the old woman of old she is a fit warrior that looks like she is about to mow you down so she and she does a lot of cool things in this game too she teaches you zelda's lullaby she is the sage of the shadow temple which is like the scariest temple in the game she's doing a lot of cool stuff i always thought that it would be awesome if like um you go and you and you when you when you sneak into the castle and impa catches you I thought it would have been so awesome if you would have actually had, like, a mini-boss battle against her that was kind of like the similar way that you fight the Gerudo later in the game, except, like, one of the boss battles that, like, you, you couldn't win, or, like, after enough time, it was just, like, she was like, enough, stop, like, you are you are worthy, or, or something like that. Yeah. Um, I thought that that would have always been very, very cool. But, yeah, Impa in this game, definitely, definitely a big, big image shift for... Uh, the servant of the royal family here. Yeah, this is the this is the turning point where they they took this uh like guiding character and they were like, you know what, we can make her something and turn her into something that can follow through with the rest of the series and so yeah, this is like the turning point for Impa. She does look super BA and she does have a very important role to play both to Zelda as her protector, but also to the overall story of saving Hyrule. Like she's a huge important uh person in that so i think that was super cool that they brought back um when you're a child you see her and she's imposing and is protecting zelda and helping her escape and then bringing her back to play that role as one of the sages was super cool i really appreciated like when i first played the game i really appreciated seeing her again as a sage and still being like a member of the Sheikah, the leader of the Kakariko village, and protector of Zelda, and she just had this bigger role to play in the game overall. So I thought this was, like, definitely the turning point, um, defining factor for making Impa a really strong um, recurring character for the entire series. Yeah, I mean, Impa was obviously kind of on the bubble before this, right? Like, yeah. didn't appear in Link to the Past, barely appeared in the NES games. Uh, but yeah, this, this one really turned the corner i feel like for impa which is actually funny because impa didn't really show up in a meaningful way for a long time after this yeah 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 you're right and like it she's like one of my um like iconic defining visuals of impa i mean i have a more favorite couple of impas after her but when you like think about impa as a whole you're like this is this is where this is really where you saw her first and like, the iconic picture of her as a warrior. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, man, it would be so awesome. you got to figure if, like, we ever get that fabled spinoff that everybody wants where, like, you play as Zelda or, or Sheik in that time that Link is away and he's been put asleep. you got to figure Impa would be a, a massive part of that game. Like, training her, you know? training her in the ways of Sheikah and Sheikah fighting and all that kind of stuff because Zelda definitely moves and like you know has like the look of an actual Sheikah so Imba had to have been training her for seven years yeah I'm sure yeah uh yeah 
which is such a oh my god i wish i hope that we get to play that game one day we talked about it here before on the show but like that's just such easy easy money that nintendo could be making yep but yeah impa doesn't really appear in a meaningful way for quite a while after this uh the next appearance of impa is in the oracle games and what an appearance it is uh so so Impa kind of sucks in these games. <laughs> she, <laughs> she does. She comes up at the beginning of both games and she kind of chastises you for allowing the Oracle to get uh, kidnapped. And then she she is still telling you that like Princess Zelda wants to come down, wants to, you know, to do her thing and help. And then Zelda will eventually get kidnapped by Twin Rova. And all Impa does is stay in the house and kind of... <laughs> yell at you for allowing all this stuff to have occurred. Um, the sprite for Impa is pretty nondescript, but that's not what anybody talks about for uh, for this version of Impa. She is a retowned uh, <laughs> woman of character in this game. She's a Very suggestive. <laughs> yeah. Which is totally fine. I don't like. I like that there are so many different iterations and like art styles and different looks to Impa, because it just shows like this character is here to stay, obviously. But there's just so many different assets to her. So I kind of feel like every time you see her, you see the different personality traits that Impa could have. So like the last one, you had this ba warrior protector woman that looked like she'd curb stomp you, and then this one, you had this more motherly like nurse like because she was the nurse the real nurse like kind of doting caring for zelda caring for the oracles and all that kind of stuff so you kind of i kind of feel like her looks match like the different traits that she has as a character overall so i really like that actually i really like how she looks in this um as much as i do you know obviously i have my favorites that we'll get into but i just i like all her different looks i I love the concept art of Impa for the Oracle games. It's so good. <laughs> First of all, she looks strong as hell. Like she looks like she could like bane break somebody's back, right? Like, yeah. uh, I and second, I just like it's it's so suggestive that it's kind of shocking for Nintendo, right? Like Yeah. Uh so yeah. If you haven't seen the concept art for Impa, I can't imagine anybody hasn't, but go out of your way to to check it out. Um, but that's kind of balanced out because like, I feel like her concept art is like kind of fun and, uh, and suggestive and just like, it's got like a, a humor about it. But then I feel like in game, she just kind of sucks. Like she, she looks like the old woman that, that we knew in the NES games that she's always chastising you. And I don't know. She's, she's okay in the game. I may, I'd be, I'd put her above the, uh, the NES Impa, but certainly not above Ocarina oh. of Time. Yeah, definitely. That that's a perfect place for her for now, and she's probably going to be on the bottom of the list by the end too. But you know, she definitely has more of a role than she did in the NES games, and it was probably yeah, barely actually barely. Oh well, I mean, in the first NES game, she wasn't even like a sprite. She was just in the. All you see is that art from the the uh, guide, like the the game book that came with it, like you said. So I mean, at least she was in these games. Well. <laughs> That is true. But, I mean, I, uh, oh, what was I going to say? I, I feel like she has a little bit of a role to play, and it was kind of nice, you know, not seeing her for a little bit after Ocarina Time to be like, oh, look, it's Impa, you know? Right. Well, um, yeah, so we, we took a break 
from uh, from Impa for a little bit here, but uh, we did get Impaz from Twilight Princess. She's kind of neat. She's uh, she's obviously like the stand-in for uh, for Impa in this game. She lives in uh, uh, Hidden Village. Um, you know, not not Impa, but basically Impa. So I, I feel like we could go ahead and and rate this version as well. Um, Impaz, I don't know. Not, there's not really much to her in this game. Um, all she does is give you, what does she give you? The, 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 the horse whistle or whatever. Is that right? Um, God, it's so hard to remember. Yeah. Something like that, that she gives you that's important to the story, like, uh, to getting Ilya's memory back or something. I feel like I don't remember this part of the <laughs> Twilight Princess very well. Well, yeah, something like that. You go to you go to Impasse for information about the Dominion Rod. You come back and you get uh, the Ancient Sky Book. I do know that. And then um, she gives you she she does she gives you uh, the the horse call for Ilya, which is supposed to, you know, which is supposed to either help with Ilya's memory or maybe she gives you that after you've already restored Ilya's memory. I can't remember. I try and block out basically anything with Ilya. That happens in Twilight Princess, but yeah, not not really much to her in this game. Uh, you know, probably probably better than NES Impa, but she she doesn't have the same playfulness that the Oracle Impas does. So I would actually rate her below that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I kind I like her design and stuff, and she looks like this little frail little old woman, and I like I like her, but uh, she's not she's more of a descendant of Impa than like. An Impa, I don't know if Impa's really reincarnated the same as the main three, but like, it just it it feels like th- she is. So it kind of feels like with this Impas, it's not really the same, you know? Right. Um. So like I said, so Impa usually appears in, I guess you could call them the main like Triforce story Zelda games, and Wind Waker is obviously one of those stories, but there really isn't any kind of version of impa in that game i i feel like probably the closest stand-in to impa is actually the king of red lions himself would you agree with that yeah kind of like in the sense of what impa was in the beginning of the series you know kind of guiding you along your way and uh getting the pieces of the triforce and kind of setting you on your journey not really realizing that you're the hero that you know hyrule actually needs um, because King Red Alliance didn't think you were the hero. He just thought, or Link was the hero. He's just like, you want to save your sister, right? Well, I got I got stuff I got to do too. So let's just go and do this and you're going to be my guy until the end. And he's like, oh man, you really are the hero. So I kind of feel like in that sense, sure. But I mean, you get a reference to, uh, Impa in Wind Waker in the castle with like the stained glass windows. Yeah, that, that is true. You see all the sages there. That's very cool. Yep. So, yeah, I guess uh, no Impa in The Wind Waker, but that's okay because we we go with a little bit of a drought. Doesn't appear, obviously, in any of the DS games. Doesn't appear uh, properly in Twilight Princess, but oh man, her next appearance is the best of them all. I'm just going to say it right now. It's the best of them all. Skyward Sword. Impa is the guardian of of not Princess Zelda, but just regular Zelda in this game. And uh, where to begin? First of all, her design is so awesome. And when I, whenever I think of Impa, 
I think of the Skyward Sword version with like kind of the 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 cloak with like the the cloak the neck part pulled up to her nose with like the long braid the the Sheikah symbols on her face like just very lith very uh I, she just looks so awesome in this game has an awesome sword uh which looks super cool and really what makes her stand out is like she really is challenging link a lot and i don't know if she does this because she knows that link is the hero and just needs to have that push or if she's just like this guy isn't it like he doesn't have it and then at towards the end begrudgingly starts to accept it but i really like the way that she like goes ahead and and pushes link in that way yeah um, and dude she has so many awesome moments in this game like the, the fight with Girahim on the bridge obviously is a standout, but like just like some of her interactions with with uh, Link and just everything that she does, it feels so believable to me that like she is escorting Zelda and like is as capable as Link is and perhaps maybe even more because Link is just kind of looking out for himself, but like Impa's looking out for herself, but also protecting Zelda as well. Uh, which would also make a heck of a spinoff, as we talked about last week. But uh, yeah, I, I think that from everything, from the look, from the actions to the interactions, I, I think that this is the best version of Impa. Um, I agree 100%. This would stay at the number one on my list, probably throughout the whole list. She is so badass. She's very, like, uh, you know, you kind of have, like, this protector guard feel with Ocarina of Time, uh impa but this is more she's got more of a duty to fulfill protecting zelda and taking her through her you know destined journey um again a guiding character a protecting character but she's just like i feel like she's far more warrior like in this like she's actually seen some stuff you know go down and um i mean if you're considering where she comes from in the past because obviously in the in the present she's much more elderly and geez like hundreds of years old and she's still cool and stuff in that sense but like where she comes from she probably um and being on the surface she's probably seen like her fair share of like really dark crap so i just feel like she's got a little bit of a grittier presence and um she just and the way she looks overall is just very ninja like the Sheikah um, designs are there and like kind of connecting her to all those origins that we know from the Sheikah at that point. Um, I I think what you when you were saying like what she uh, what she's doing with Link as far as pushing him or like not thinking that he's really the hero. I think she knows who he is because she knew who Zelda was, you know, like what what Zelda's purpose was. So I think she knows who he is. He just, she just needed him to be a little bit better and like faster and push a little bit harder so she like dug into him in a way she knew would push him and I think that kind of helped you know him kind of get in there a little bit more and be like okay yeah I'm here to save Zelda I'm not just you know messing around like you don't need to underestimate me I think she did it on purpose 100% oh what, what did she say do my words sting let yeah them... do my words sting oh. because she's like you're too late like you're late you know she could have been hurt and you were not here. So, yeah, I think that she totally said that on purpose. And, like, yeah, when you're younger in 2011, you're like, dang, woman, like, I'm doing my best here. But when you're older, you're kind of like, yeah, she's totally doing saying these things on purpose. She's trying to drive him 
more, just like she's driving Zelda. So she had a purpose to play in all this, and she played it really well. She's so awesome. She's she's just so strong, and I I love this version of Impa so much. You know who she reminds me of is she kind of reminds me of the like the female warriors from Wakanda. Yeah, like, okay. Just their presence is yeah. so intimidating and so threatening. Yeah, I I can see that. I I can't remember the one's name right now. Uh, the, like the lead guard, but very much so actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? This impa kind of has an unfair advantage over the others too, because there's really two impas in one. Because you also get like the old, kind of chilled out granny version of of impa, <laughs> which uh, her relationship with Groose I feel like is is very sweet, mm-hmm. and I and I think in no small part kind of helps his story arc as well. Like. Maybe he doesn't turn out to be the hero that he does if he doesn't have, you know, kind of old Impa to bounce off of. Um, so I, I think that that was done very well as well. And again, the aesthetic is kind of cool because, like, you got the the clock hair, if you will. And it's kind of, like, it's kind of neat how they merged, like, old woman Impa, which we've had in the, in the NES games, with, like, badass warrior Impa, which we had in the N64 games. So yeah. I, I did like that they went ahead and kind of combined the two of them. I thought that was very clever. But yeah, I, I think that when I when I think of Impa, I think of like Skyward Sword Impa because that design was just so, so good. Um, so many important moments and uh, just like really, I think the definitive version of Impa to me. It's just like so cool. Like you're given this mission by the goddess, like protect like you know, protect this goddess reminder of who she is. You know, you mm-hmm. have to wait a thousand years or whatever for for them to come back. Uh, great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. So easy, number one. Yeah, definitely the best. But, I mean, and yeah, going to stay number one for the rest of the podcast here, as you can probably tell by listening to us. But uh, hey, that's okay. We can have the competition for number two. What uh, won't be making number two, I don't think, is Impa's appearance in A Link Between Worlds. Uh, th- yeah, this is kind of like, yeah. I feel like, yeah. Yeah, it, she kind of has a forgettable presence in this game. Because, again, Sahasra Law is also in this game, so <laughs> which made sense because Sahasra Law was in, uh, you know, A Link to the Past. So I, I feel like, from what I remember of seeing of her, she kind of guides you to Zelda in the beginning, and that's, you don't see very much else of her, I think. Um... She, you see her as the painting because she's one of the sages or the old sages or whatever. And, uh, yeah, that's there's nothing much else to her. I feel like I really like her design, though. Um, she really? is one. Yeah, she once again takes on that, like, elderly woman look. But it's very severe in comparison to some of her other looks. Like, it's not as comical as we've seen of that type of design for her. It's, like severe nursemaid that's probably like zelda's over here sneaking her hand into a cookie jar and impa's like smacking it away you know i just kind of like that look for her she looks very professor mcgonagall in her face <laughs> wow that is a that is apt that is an apt way to put it yeah yeah you know after playing ocarina of time and then especially skyward sword i i think i just got to the point where i'm just like uh, old woman Impa just doesn't do it for me. I, I want like the badass warrior Impa. So I feel like this version of Impa just isn't my favorite. I feel like um, 
a link between worlds has a uh i don't want i'm not gonna say that word but i don't like the art style of a link between worlds i think that the characters just look kind of weird and i think in particular uh impa here looks kind of strange she does look very megodically but i mean like for god's sakes her eyebrows are like diagonal lines on her face <laughs> so i don't know she's she's just okay i feel like and i like her presence in this game is diluted by also having Sahasrila in this game as well. Yeah. And in, in Ocarina of Time, she was able to be a sage, but still stand out. And actually, I think that everybody in Ocarina of Time is able to be a sage and still stand out. Whereas a fault of the Olympic Twin Worlds games is that, or game rather, is that all of the sages, I feel like, kind of blend together in a yeah. in a way. Like, they all have their own little arcs, and that's that's probably fine enough for what it is, but it may, they're not... You know, they're not characters that you spent a lot of time investing with or building relationships with like you did with, uh, you know. Ocarina uh, of Time. Ocarina of Time with, yeah. with Syria or with Impa or with any of those guys. So it, it doesn't have the same kind of impact, I don't feel like. So I, I think actually all that all that taken into account, I would, um, man, I'd probably put her, if, if not below Twilight Princess Impas, then uh, maybe below Oracle Impa, depending on what you wanted to go with here, Al. I mean, I I, uh, I kind of put her above Oracles just because I like her design and I like her severe presence, like just how her character is compared to the Oracle games. Um, I just feel like she's a little, I don't know, just something about her feels more involved than you happen to see Impa for a short bit at the beginning of the Oracle games and a little bit throughout like I don't know something about it is just more impactful to me in the link between worlds than the Oracle games how about this because I I would rate this one probably below Twilight Princess so maybe we could put it in between the Oracles and Twilight Princess I suppose (laughs) is that is that fair yeah all right well we have another version of Impa that I'm also actually not like super super crazy about here as you can probably guess by what I just said about Old Woman Impa. And that is Breath of the Wild Impa. But I do think that she at least kind of serves a cool purpose in, in this game. Um, and we are going to rank Breath of the Wild and Age of Calamity separately. Separate, they are, yeah. Yeah, separate things. Uh, so she very much is in the role that she was in in the NES games, where she is kind of your exposition. She is a guide, a mentor. She's an old lady. And uh, she really isn't doing much other than giving advice. She does tell you about the Calamity Ganon and gives you the the main quest of the game, if you will, where you got to, you know, beat Ganon and free the Divine Beasts and stuff like that. But I feel like she really doesn't do, like, a whole lot other than that in this game. Like, after you meet her for the first time, she's really... Uh, she, she doesn't really inform the story in any particular way. So she just is kind of there. And you can go back to her and you can have those interactions with her and um and uh oh god what's her uh what's her assistant's name um i think it's her granddaughter actually it's what, uh, uh paya paya there, there we go that was it yeah so you can have the the thing with her and paya and that's kind of fun in a in a you know side questy kind of way but she she really doesn't do a whole lot in this game just kind of sits around tells you a story has a big hat i don't know what do you think that's a big hat um I mean, you could tell that she's important to everybody in that village and that kind of thing. She's very highly protected. 
Um, it's just that, you know, a hundred years has pa have passed, so it's kind of, like, unfair. And it's a good thing that we got, what, and we'll talk about her, like, it's a good thing we got a version in Age of Calamity because otherwise, you're right, like, she didn't have much presence uh, aside from the fact of helping you restore some memories, get the champion's tunic back, kind of explain what's going on with the Sheikah Slate and what's going on with Zelda in the castle and explaining what the heck happened to you a hundred years ago because you don't remember. So, like, she does only fill that spot where she's a guy, but it's, I feel, much more substantial than it was in the NES games, in, um, e even in A Link Between Worlds. So, I would, I would place her much higher than a lot of those, like, a, a lot of the 2D Impas, but definitely not anywhere yeah. near first or anything. Yeah, I, I would probably put her above the Oracle Impa. Yeah, for sure. I think so, too. Yeah, there, there's a big drop-off from Breath of the Wild Impa to Oracle Impa. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, then there, there's a big drop-off from Ocarina of Time Impa to Breath of the Wild Impa, even, is what I meant to say. I agree. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she's there, She and she gets voice acted for the first time, which was also pretty cool, even though she was just this little old lady. But I think what really helps push her a little bit more is that the fact that we know there's a younger version of her that we get to rate. Yeah, well, I mean, we didn't at the time, though, right? And you're kind yeah. of taking that into, like, you know, its own bubble. So I, I thought that Impa, at the at the time, Breath of the Wild, I was just like, eh. Like, she, yeah. she's okay. I just liked the fact that she was in it. I was just like, oh, it's Impa, yay! You know, like I said, with um, with some of the other versions of Impa that we've seen. I was just like, oh, cool, yay, Impa's here, you know? Yeah. Um, But I, should, I would like to say, because I don't know if it's on your list, but on my list, before I think before we talk about Age of Calamity Impa, is Hyrule Warriors Impa. Oh, yeah. We are going to talk about Hyrule Warriors. Okay, Impa. good. Even before we get there, I'm going to raise you one better. And we're going to okay. talk about Wand of Gamelon Impa. Oh my god! <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs> I wow. yeah, I mean this this character is like it looks like every other character in the game, like with the the style of like MS Paint style drawings that they have for the characters in in Wand of Gamelon and Faces of Evil. I actually yeah. like Impa is an old lady in this one, but she's she's pretty plain. She's not very she's not very fun. She's not very outlandish, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, so this is a low one, especially when you like compare her to like some of the other characters in those games. Those characters yeah. are so fun. They're so bombastic. They're so like insane that to see a relatively normal looking Impa is just kind of like, eh, yeah. Yeah, for real. Like, um, I and you know, uh, Wanda Gamelon is not the first game that always comes to my mind with the CDI. It's always Faces of Evil, so I often forget that she's even in the CDI games. So I um totally wasn't thinking about her. And like you said, like a lot of other characters, totally come to mind and have more of a personality um before she does. And I can't remember her name, but the lady, the the. Uh, water of life lady that we're always teasing about i can't remember her name i would have to ask lulu but she has a better presence than impa does in these games so yeah 100 um i would honestly rank her i mean the fact that she does show up and does talk and have like kind of a cutscene in some way makes her probably a little bit better than nes but it's hard to say that because it's the cdi games yeah this one is the last okay uh, let's give let's give NES Impa some props. Some respect, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, okay, you wanted to talk about uh, Hyrule Warriors, Impa. I feel like I never, I never gave Hyrule Warriors a fair shake. I have it sitting on my shelf. I played like five hours of it, but maybe, maybe I'm gonna replay. I've been saying that for forever. Maybe I'll just buy the Switch version actually instead of the Wii U version, so I can play it on my Switch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I will say that the like her appearance in Hyrule Warriors, despite me not really liking the style of game necessarily, her appearance is awesome. It's based on the, the Skyward Sword appearance, but also kind of mixes in some of the Ocarina of Time appearance. She's mm-hmm. got that big monster sword. Uh, very awesome appearance, uh, her, her looks-wise. But I'll let you take this, because I know that you have some thoughts. I think, like, with her personality and with the story, because I've, you know, followed both of these things, um, versus just, you know, the gameplay. Because the gameplay is one thing. Like, she fights awesome, great, what, whatever. But that's not kind of what we're gauging with how Impa is in these games. Um... So, with her personality and her story, I just feel like she's very, um, she's like a very enhanced version of the Ocarina of Time Impa. You just get to see more of her protective streak with Zelda. You get to see her desperate plight to find Zelda when she goes missing. You get to see her be very suspicious of Sheik when Sheik turns up because she doesn't know that Zelda is Sheik. So, I mean, spoilers for an eight-year-old game, but, (laughs) um... So, and then when uh, Zelda, you know, when she reveals herself to be Zelda, Impa is very relieved and stuff like that. But she knows that Zelda is also very capable. So, like, while she's protecting her, she's also fighting alongside her as a warrior, which I think is super awesome. So, yeah, she has a great look, a great fighting style, and her characteristics and her personality are really awesome in this game. I'd, I'd rank her above Ocarina of Time Impa. You know what? Okay. I, I won't bite you on that. I think her design is awesome. I haven't played enough of the story of, of Hyrule Warriors to really gauge that, but uh, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I, I'd be willing to do that just based on her design alone, actually, to be fair. Yeah, her design is so cool. It looks, it looks awesome. When A I, lot of the designs in Hyrule Warriors are awesome looking. Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far, actually. Oh, come on. I, I, seriously, I, I, don't, I don't know if I would. Some of them... Like, like Marin is one that I'm just like, this is too hyper-realistic or something like that for me. And uh, Or Tingle just looks like a serial killer in that game. Like, <laughs> I don't know. And he doesn't in the other games? Okay, Andy. <laughs> well, okay, you got me there. Uh, you know, I forgot that, uh, I forgot about this until we just read it, actually. But Impa is in Cadence of Hyrule. <gasps> oh... So there you go. She she's basically like I don't want to say just another skin, but because um, she uses spears, she has her own weapon, and that's kind of fun. But actually, I I think that Impa's design in that game is really is really kind of cool. Again, it's based off her Skyward Sword appearance, which is always a, a big draw for me. But uh, she's got like the classic blue instead. She uses spears. I don't know. I think it's like pretty neat to have her in this game, which is funny because she has her sword as uh, as a weapon so i can't remember if she uses spears and swords or just spears but i remember using a spear with her for sure this might have to be the one where you make her case because i played i i didn't really play too much of the original version of cadence of hyrule i played the dlc well so. I, this was dlc actually oh well you know what i mean the symphony of the mask that's what i played i i want to say that this was the Maybe it wasn't. Maybe this was just a free update DLC. 
because you you were given the option to play as um, Dark Link, Dark Zelda, the shopkeeper, Impa, and someone else. So I, I actually don't really have much to say because it's not like she had a story in the game. She was just like a playable character that you could... And you she know. just looked cool. Yeah, and she just looked cool and, and played in a certain way. But, uh, I mean, that's good enough for me to put her above, like, a Link Between Worlds Impa. I don't know about you. I mean, dang. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess. I It's hard for me to say. I don't know much about Cadence of Hyrule uh Impa or even I've never even seen her play style so I don't know I, I I just think I'm kind of in the minority here of actually liking the way that Link Between Worlds Impa looks and sounds yeah I think you are uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that one man I it's just <laughs> ugh. all right well I since I didn't argue with you I'm just gonna go ahead and, and put Cadence Impa above a Link Between Worlds Impa um, so we only have one left and that of course is uh age of calamity impa i think i'm I'm measuring my words here i think that this is probably the second best version of impa i i have to say um impa is very fun in this game which is great she looks awesome she looks like a ninja in this game which is great she she is the classic warrior but not she, she has a different look rather than the classic warrior look that we've been accustomed to, which gives her a little bit more of a soft edge, I feel like, which mm-hmm. is which is a lot of fun to play with in this game. Uh, they did a great job, I think, with her relationship to Link and to Zelda and especially to Terrico in Age of Calamity. That, that was a nice little cute relationship. Uh, but I think the thing that really puts over the top, like, you know, how awesome this one, this version of Impa is is that you finally get to play as Impa. Like, you 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 know, we talked about, like, man, it would be awesome to play as Impa during Ocarina of Time's seven-year break. Man, it would be awesome to play as Impa during that time where Zelda is on her own quest. Here, you finally get to play as Impa. So this, was, I remember, actually, this was the big drawing point of Age of Calamity when this game was announced. We were all speculating, like, oh, could we play as a younger version of Impa? That turned out to be true. And I, I feel like it really kind of helped you identify with the character and you're right it retroactively made breath of the wild impa a lot better than she probably deserves to be just based on a on a bubble of her own but uh yeah i think that her play style in the game is really fun i think that uh you know her her look is awesome tons of diverse moves weaponry looks like a classic like breath of the wild uh sheikah warrior really great um, yeah, I would agree. I mean, I I, I kind of understand where you're coming from, where you're finally able to play as Impa, but for me, it was Hyrule Warriors that I was finally able to play as Impa. So, I mean, so I don't feel that same as you do, but I do really appreciate that they gave us a younger version of Impa to play with in this game and, um, like, really, really expressed how much of a warrior she was in her time. Um, aside from just a researcher, because I feel like she's kind of researchy a little bit too, especially since um, I don't know if it was confirmed in in Age of Calamity or Breath of the Wild. I can't remember where or when, but Pure is her sister, so I like I I feel like that's where I this is the game where I recognize that, and I'm like she's probably also really smart and like like to help Zelda on her you know little journeys to understand more about the technology and all that kind of stuff. So, I really appreciated that. I liked seeing 
her friendship as well grow with the princess and with uh, Link. And then um, this might be kind of spoilerly, spoilery uh, for the DLC, so I'll just like say this now and you can mute me for a few seconds. But I really like the sweet moment in that like wrap-up memories that we saw with Terrico where she finally he finally let her touch him. And I was like, oh, that's so cute because he kept running away from her the whole time, the whole game and the whole story. So I thought it was really sweet and cute that we got to see that and it was you could tell how important that was to her so she does have a very soft look but that doesn't make her any less of a badass so I would say second best as well I mean mostly just because like she deserves second best I think I still prefer Hyrule Warriors Impa to her but I don't think she doesn't deserve the second place spot so I'm okay with putting her second place all right well there we go. We have our definitive list of the best versions of Impa. So let's uh, let's see what we got here. So number one, no surprise here, especially knowing the people running this podcast. Skyward Sword Impa, number two, Age of Calamity Impa, number three, Hyrule Warriors Impa, number four, Ocarina of Time Impa, number five, Breath of the Wild, number six, the Oracle version of Impa, uh, number seven, Cadence of Hyrule Impa, number eight, A Link Between Worlds, number nine, Impaz. Uh, number 10, Impa from the NES games. And in last place, number 11, we got the CDI version of Impa. Check out this excerpt, by the way. I'm on the uh, the Zelda Wikipedia here. And uh, apparently, there is a Oracle of Ages manga by uh, Akira, I can never say his last name right, Himikawa. And I'm just going to read you verbatim what this says. Impa appears and follows a similar story as shown in the original Oracle of Ages games. Impa is shown to possess almost superhuman strength, being able to carry a cow over her what? head with relative ease, despite it annoying her greatly. So Impa is carrying a cow over her head in this manga. Oh so my god, go. that's amazing. <laughs> Absolutely wow. incredible. By the way, that's not the only comic that, uh, that Impa shows up in. Apparently, there is... Uh, uh, a few appearances made in uh, some Valiant comics, which is kind of cool. Looks like she has her old woman persona. And uh, it actually looks like this persona is... Uh, the Zelda, this persona, is based on the animated series. So that's kind of that's kind of fun. Uh, oh. Yeah, a few other comic appearances here and there. But yeah, that's uh, that really is is all of the history behind Impa. And I, and I don't think... I mean, really, other than Link... And maybe Ganon slash Ganondorf. There's not really another character with as much history in the series as Impa has. Like, can you think of anyone else that's that's made as many appearances as Impa? Um, no, not really. Not um, not as many, or not to her degree. I mean, obviously there are different like Tingles and Beetles and those kind of characters, but they're so like minimal compared to somebody like uh somebody like impa tingle was the only other one that i was thinking of like maybe because he's in majora's mask he's in wind waker he's in minish cap he's in i mean his own games mm -hmm. uh but not not in breath of the wild too which is too bad but he is in hyrule warriors where he does look like a serial killer as we established <laughs> so yeah uh anything else you want to you want to say about our, our royal advisor impa al before we get out of here 
Um, I'm kind of sad that, in, you know, we have Breath of the Wild 2 coming out, but you know that this is taking place after Breath of the Wild, so she's going to be old Lady Impa from Breath of the Wild if we see her at all. So I just want to, like, I'm super curious about how she will be moving forward. Because if we could get more, like, super BA versions of her, I'm, I'm okay with old Lady Impa. So, I mean, I'm okay with seeing more different iterations of her in the future, but I'd love to see how she grows and like becomes even more complex of a character in the future of the series so before we get out of here i i will say one thing about breath of the wild 2 i am not convinced that young impa and the champions for that matter are not coming back in breath of the wild 2 i mm. i just i'm not convinced of that and maybe it could be via memories or something like i'm not saying that they're going to physically show up in in modern day, but like, I don't know. I, I just, I, I mean, feel that's fair. like, I, I feel like they built so much equity with the champions in breath of the wild. And then the champions ballad and then age of calamity. And they kind of built up a lot of equity with Impa as well. You know, like young Impa in that game. I just, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't see them not showing up in breath of the wild too. Cause like, like who are you going to replace them with? Like, is is Paya and like the the four new champions going to have a substantially bigger role? Maybe you could say the new champions. I, I don't know, but I'm I'm not convinced that they don't show up in some form or fashion. I mean, they probably will, and hopefully they do in a great way. I just at the at the time with how much non news we've gotten since E3 and even be the two years before that for this game and what we've seen from Age of Calamity, I'm just so over. I'm very over the champions in the new champions. And that's sad because I really, really wanted to get them, know them better. But I just feel like Age of Calamity has kind of messed them up for me a little bit. So hopefully if they do come back in any form or fashion, it'll be in a really substantial way that'll re, you know, re spurn my love for them that I had before. Yep. Fair enough. Um, well, we, we are definitely coming back in some form or fashion next week. Uh, we will hopefully, by some miracle, be covering Zelda news. We pre-recorded this week with the hopes that the universe would uh, give us some Zelda news, so that we could be we could be out of sync and, and out of time reporting on it. But we're we're willing to take that hit for everybody listening. Um, yeah, you know, hopefully we get something at the Game Awards. I'm I myself am absolutely dying for some Zelda content. By the time that you're listening to this, um, I will have had my hands on the Zelda game and watch. So, I mean, that's something at least, but, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, here, here is, uh, here is open. Cause man, we're in a dry, dry season right now. Are we not? Yep. It's, I don't know if you could tell by the sound of our voices that we're just like, we're ready for news. We're like, we're come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are going to get out of here. Uh, we want to encourage everybody to head on over to Twitter. Check us out at Spateri316 at Allison Aletha. Make sure that you join our Discord server, uh, we're always doing fun things like uh, fan question, AMAs, stuff like that, would you rathers. Uh, so make sure that you're a part of the action there. And of course, make sure that you're checking out uh, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, like and subscribe. And tell that Zelda fan in your life where they can get their weekly Zelda fix. That is going to do it for us. We will see everybody next week. Take care, everyone. Bye.